Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Chris Carpenter Show. I hope everybody had a great week. Got uh, quite a few things to cover with you this episode. We're going to talk about uh, just kind of my uh, week, beginning of school. We're going to do a little bit of an update on realignment. Uh, there's not a lot, but there's could be potentially bad news for tech. Uh, kind of want to tell a good story about Tech's new vet school. I'm going to give you my review of episode one of season two of Lower Decks. I'm also going to give you my review of Free Guy, which I went and saw last night. And then we're going to finish up with some wrestling talk. We're going to talk AEW Rampage. And then I'm going to give you my SummerSlam predictions because next Saturday is SummerSlam. So anyway, had a good week. Um, We did officially start school. Um, I'd been back at school since last Monday, uh, just uh, teacher teacher work day stuff. Um, but Wednesday, we started our first uh, day of school for the year. And uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, just going to be a busy year for me. Uh, we've got a – I've got a student teacher this year for first time ever. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, and then uh, also um, I'm, I'm going to be mentoring a first-year teacher so busy, but really good first few days, and hopefully that that will continue on as we as we get into the school year. So let's talk a little bit of tech uh, tech talk, uh, specifically realignment update. There really hasn't been any major update on the realignment. There was a story that started leaking out uh, last night regarding um, the rumor that there's a source saying that the ACC, the Pac-12. And the Big Ten are going to make an alliance with each other, scheduling alliance. Um, there's people that are saying that that is bad news for Tech, that the rest of the Big 12 teams are going to be left out. I don't know. Uh, who knows? You know, I hope I hope that's not true again. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think, you know, if this is if this is headed towards a split in uh, ESPN versus Fox and you're going to have um, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten uh, specifically coalesce with with the Fox Network, Fox Sports. Um, I still believe that that Fox is going to want a team in Texas, um, and Texas Tech's going to be their best option. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of just kind of continue to stay tuned, see what happens. Um, there hasn't been any movement as far as any other. Uh, teams uh, from the Big 12 leaving. You know, there had been rumors last week that Kansas was imminently going to be joining the Big 10. I I still wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, But we'll just kind of have to stay tuned and see. Uh, Football's starting in a few weeks. There's a lot of cautious optimism about tech football. Um, I'll give you my predictions uh, probably not next week, but the week after, right before the season starts. Um, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about uh, football this season. You know, I just, I feel like the last 10 years I've gotten excited about football. I mean, we had Patrick Mahomes for two years and the best record we could muster was seven and six. So I'm still very cynical about tech football, but I will give you my official predictions in two weeks concerning how I feel like they're going to do. And I'm still thinking through it, to be honest with you. So well, we'll kind of see what happens. I do want to bring up uh, the Tech Vet School. And this is, um, those of you that maybe are not from the area, the West Texas area, 
Um, Tech is opening up a veterinary school in Amarillo this fall. Uh, it's going to be uh, the first class is, is coming in this fall. And it's been a very long fight to get this veterinary school open. Um, this, was, this was a plan that Tech had for many, many years. And Texas A&M was blocked it for quite a few years. Uh, they want to be the only vet school in Texas. And it was one of those, again, uh, it was one of these political fights that revealed that the those in Austin, our legislators and our politicians, they, again, they don't understand that there is life west of I-35. And, and you know, they... They, they didn't want, you know, Texas Tech to grow more powerful. Texas Tech was able to win that fight, and they are getting the vet school. But there was a cool little uh, Facebook post story I saw yesterday where the, the new Tech vet school student went out to Cadillac Ranch. If you've never been to Amarillo, Cadillac Ranch is this really interesting-looking thing. As right outside of Amarillo where you have these Cadillacs sticking up in the air, and you can go over and spray paint them. Um, and so the tech vet students went out and spray painted uh, the Cadillacs red and black, the tech colors. And I think this is going to be a great thing for Texas Tech and expanding their footprint. Um, I, I spent a couple years teaching in the Panhandle, and the Panhandle is is not Texas Tech country. Amarillo is not uh, uh, Texas Tech country as far as who who the fan bases are. Um, in that area, there's a lot of Oklahoma fans, a lot of Oklahoma State fans. I've heard various uh, reasons behind that. One reason I've heard is um, it dates all the way back to when Texas Tech was first founded. Um, Amarillo was one of the cities that was under consideration uh, for getting Texas Tech. And then when they didn't get it and Lubbock got it, um, there were hurt feelings. There, there's always been apparently a little bit of an underlying animosity that Amarillo has towards Lubbock. I don't really get that, to be honest with you. Uh, part of it is I live, I live basically about halfway in between uh, the two cities. Um, I think both cities. Uh, I want both cities to flourish. I think both cities, you know, are part of this grand area west texas yeah the you know you've got the panhandle you've got the south plains and i want both cities to flourish because uh let's let's be honest with each other like i've said in the i'm talking about the vet school uh the politicians and the legislatures in austin they don't really care west of i-35 what goes on and so you know when amarillo's flourishing that really helps lubbock to flourish that helps texas tech to flourish and you know um I think Texas Tech's going to be a better friend to Amarillo than Texas A&M's going to ever be. And, I, and I, I fully realize I'm saying that where you've got West Texas A&M in Amarillo's backyard. But, um, you know, Texas Tech is the West Texas University. And, you know, they've done a lot more in these West Texas cities. You could throw El Paso and Odessa into that mix as well then quite frankly, the Texas A&M system and the University of Texas system has done for those cities. Uh, you know, you look in El Paso, El Paso, Texas Tech has built a medical school and a dental school um, down there. Um, what has University of Texas done? They make UTEP the little brother and give them, you know, the the leftover resources. So something to consider, but, uh, you know, to think about. 
So I want to talk a couple entertainment items, a couple of reviews. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2 premiered on Thursday. And a pretty good episode uh, overall. Um, it continued kind of the trend that we saw in Season 1. You had some really fun Easter eggs. Uh, if you're a Star Trek fan from the 90s or even going back to the movies in the original series era, there was some fun little, little uh, Easter eggs in Episode 1. I'm not going to say a whole lot as far as storyline because I don't want to be the guy that's uh, spoiling it, but um, definitely tune in if you have Paramount Plus or subscribe to Paramount Plus and watch uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, it's going to continue the story. We don't see a lot of uh, the main character, Ensign Boimler. Um, at the end of last season, he ended up being transferred to uh, uh, Captain Riker's Titan, USS Titan ship, and so there was just a little bit of teaser at the end with him, but a fun episode nonetheless, and I'll continue to really promote Lower Decks that those of you that uh, are have been real reticent about these new Star Trek series, uh, if you were fans of the 90s Star Trek series, or even if you were a fan of the original series and the movies, I think Lower Decks is going to gonna be the the show for you. I think you'll really get a lot of enjoyment and it's a 30 minute show a week and there's 10 episodes. So it's, if, if you haven't watched season one, it's a pretty easy binge, uh, binge watch. If you, uh, if you haven't been able to watch it yet, I did go to the movies last night. I went to see uh, free guy. Um, and pretty, pretty good movie, uh, builds, a, builds a brand new world. I think there's potential for sequels. Um, there was some fun little, Disney Easter eggs in it, but pretty, pretty solid, entertaining movie, fun, fun movie. If you're into video games and uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of a, you know, if you made Truman show in 2021, what it would look like, um, it had, it had some of those elements within it, uh, kind of a Truman show for the video game world. So would recommend seeing that if you, if, if that's something that you're into, a pretty solid movie. Again, I'm just I'm grateful we're starting to get some new movies out. Hopefully, um, that continues on and we don't see uh, them shutting down, shutting down movie theaters again and movies being delayed. Um, you know, I think the you know I, I've just I'm a big proponent of movie theaters and that entertainment medium. So, uh, two more two more things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk. A little bit about AEW Rampage, which premiered last night. This is AEW's second show. They have Dynamite on Wednesday nights. Now they have Rampage on Friday nights. And pretty ingenious programming uh, on the AEW people's part because they are coming on the hour after SmackDown is over with on Fox. And so you're you're getting... Uh, you're, I think, number one, you're not necessarily competing with the WWE, but you may be getting some WWE fans that after those two hours of SmackDown, they want another hour of wrestling. They're going to flip over to TNT and tune into Rampage. And I was really impressed with the first show. They had uh, three title matches. They had a title change. Uh, Christian Cage, who uh, used to wrestle in the WWE under the name Christian. He was uh, Edge's, Edge's tag team partner. Uh, for many, many years, he won the Impact World Title, and you might be thinking, Impact, uh, that's just, that's a whole other wrestling promotion. Well, um, AEW's been, a, been doing a lot of cross-promotion 
with Impact Wrestling uh, over the last six months. And so, uh, in fact, the AEW World Champion, uh, Kenny Omega, he had was also the Impact World Champion. So Christian Cage won the Impact World title last night. And so he's going to be appearing on Impact Wrestling. He actually um, was a part of Impact Wrestling uh, early 2000s when it was TNA Wrestling and really flourished there. So I think that's going to be uh, good good for Christian Cage and also good for Impact. Might get some more people watching Impact. Impact's biggest problem, I think, is uh, their their television deal. Um, uh, access, they have, I think they're on Access. And I don't. I mean, I don't have Access. And I don't know how many other people don't have access either. So, um, but I think that'll, I think that was good, but overall solid show. They had a match, uh, TNT title match with Miro. Um, then you had a women's, uh, title match to close the show. I think keeping it to a one hour show is a good idea. Um, you know, I think if they try to expand it two hours, you're really going to be in danger of, of, of having what happened in WCW happen where you were having to program, you know, two hours of Nitro, two hours of Thunder each week. Um, you, you know, I just, I just don't think you want to overglut the market. My one main criticism of Rampage is the commentary booth. They had a four-person commentary booth, and it got a little bit much at times. Um, I love Chris Jericho being in the commentary booth. Um, I hope they keep him there for Rampage. Um, expect Excalibur. I'm I'm pretty good with him. He's he's pretty good. Uh, Taz did a good job. I think Mark Henry. Uh, there's got a, got a, got some work to do as far as becoming, you know, commentator, backstage interviewer. Um, but you know, first show, I'm gonna cut him some slack uh, because you know uh, that's that's probably a pretty difficult role to take. Um, doing commentary and play-by-play and interviewing. But um, I think that that's going to be the part that probably needs the most work on Rampage. Um, Next week, Rampage is going to be in Chicago at the United Center. Um, And there's all sorts of rumors that a certain someone may be showing up, uh, that certain someone being CM Punk. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, They're really, really... uh, teasing it so um i i expect something big is going to happen next on next week's rampage in chicago it's going to actually be aew's largest show uh, uh that they've ever had attendance wise uh, and they're doing it at the united center usually they they're playing at smaller venues um by the way AEW, come this way to west texas um i'd love to see an aew dynamite or rampage at the usa um i think it, it would it would do very well. Um, or, you know, even head out, head out West to El Paso. El Paso, um, has had a Monday Nitro and I think they had a SmackDown, but it's been almost 20 years, but I think that they would, uh, really get a pretty good crowd at the, at the Haskins center. I would love to see, you know, AEW come to, uh, places that don't normally get televised shows and do television from there, you know, I think you've got a pretty rabid uh, fan base in those markets. You know, Amarillo would be another one uh, that you would go to. Um, I don't know arena-wise where they would go, but um, definitely, you know, Lubbock, El Paso, Wichita Falls. 
know, Wichita Falls is the home of the Wrestling Hall of Fame, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I think you could do some really good cross promotion there. But, you know, the WWE has, you know, when they come to Texas, they usually go to the big the big three cities, you know, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, you know, Fort Worth is starting to get shows, you know, Austin will sometimes get shows, but you know, there is, again, there is life west of I-35 and, you know, I think there's some, there's some really nice venues, uh, to come to. I'm telling you the USA, uh, we're, uh, in Lubbock where tech plays. It's a great arena. You know, the Haskins center just got a brand new floor. It's, it's, it's a really nice facility. They've had, televised wrestling they've had televised boxing you know come come this way aew i mean i I doubt they're listening to my little old podcast but i'd love to see them uh head out west and 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 really uh cover some of these places that don't normally get uh televised shows and haven't gotten televised shows uh since the days of wcw so we're gonna finish up with some SummerSlam predictions. I'm going to make my predictions this week um, because I'm not entirely sure when I will be broadcasting next Saturday. Um, I've got some plans next Saturday in the afternoon. So it may be either an early morning broadcast or it might be a evening broadcast and possibly even Sunday broadcast. But I am going to go ahead and make uh, my SummerSlam predictions. First thing I want to say about SummerSlam, I'm excited that they're they're doing a Saturday night um, event. I really would love to see shows, wrestling shows, also sports, do more Saturday events. Um, you know, Sunday nights have tradition. I've been the traditional event time, but you know, I, I'm kind of speaking a little bit selfishly because. Um, you know, those are school nights for me. And, you know, usually on school nights, I'm, I'm in bed pretty early because I'm usually up pretty early um, during the school week. But I, I think, you know, I'd love to see Super Bowl, the Super Bowl even move to Sundays. But, um, you know, I, I, I would I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, the, the pay-per-view uh, buy ratings and draw the ratings to, as far as uh, these uh, Saturday shows. Also, uh, something else that I think is really interesting that the uh, WWE is doing with SummerSlam is they are they are streaming it in movie theaters, and I know of uh, two theaters in Lubbock. I think one in Amarillo that's going to be showing SummerSlam in theaters. You buy you know your movie ticket. I'm sure it's probably a little bit more expensive than your average movie ticket, but I think you're going to get a pretty good crowd out of that as well. And I really like that idea of, of doing that maybe for your big events, your summer slams, maybe your Royal rumbles. Um, and then your WrestleManias. it's kind of, kind of an old school too. I mean, WrestleMania, uh, originally was not a pay-per-view event. It was a closed circuit television event where you would go to the, a movie theater or maybe to a sports arena and watch it. And so kind of interesting that WWE is going back um, that route. So let's get to the matches and, and see where, where we're headed here. Uh, first match is going to be Nikki Ash taking on Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. And I'm going to s- say that Nikki Ash retains the title. I don't think it is time for her to drop that title. I want to see her get a little bit of a pretty pretty good title run. I think she deserves it. Charlotte Flair doesn't need the belt. Rhea Ripley doesn't need the belt. I think what you're going to end up seeing is 
somehow those two are going to get into it, and Nikki Ash will get the pin. You'll see uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley continue their feud, and then uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Nikki Ash take on someone else um, next pay-per-view. We've got Drew McIntyre taking on Jinder Mahal. Um, this is going to be an interesting match. Um, again, it's interesting to see Jinder Mahal back uh, in a pay-per-view match. I don't think he's been on a pay-per-view match since he lost the WWE title way back in 2017. Um, these two men have history. They were part of the three-man band with uh, Heath Slater. I think this is a pretty good feud uh, to keep Drew McIntyre away from the world title hunt. Um, I think we're, we're moving towards having another draft soon and wouldn't be surprised to maybe see Drew McIntyre moving around or some sort of change in him. Um, I think McIntyre wins pretty easily here. Um, they're, you know, I think, uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, I just don't see him winning this match. So then we get into our first, uh, WWE title, a match world title match. We're going to have Bobby Lashley taking on Goldberg. You know, I liked Goldberg back in the 90s. I'm kind of over the Goldberg shtick, him coming in uh, and doing his thing. Um, I think Lashley ends up winning. I think what the interesting thing to watch in this match is going to be is could we potentially see a Money in the Bank cash-in after the match? You know, maybe... Lashley and Goldberg, it's not going to be a a long match because Goldberg can't wrestle long matches. But, you know, could could Lashley be weakened enough where you see um, a potential money in the bank um, cash in by Big E? I think Big E is going to cash in on the WWE champion um, at some point. I don't think he's going to cash in on the universal champion. so that's what I'm watching out for the most in that match. But I do think Lashley wins fairly easily. We have the Usos taking on the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I hope, uh, I think, I hope they give them enough time in this match. I think uh, this could be a pretty solid match. Um, all four of them are pretty good wrestlers, solid wrestlers. I've been really impressed with uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio for being such a young wrestler. Uh, his ability in the ring is pretty solid. I think the Usos end up winning. I think you want to continue that storyline with the family, the uh, Roman Reigns, Uso stable, all holding gold. Um, I think that's going to continue for a while. We then have Bianca Belair taking on Sasha Banks, SmackDown women's title. Um, I think Bianca Belair does go over here. Um, I still don't think it's time for her reign to end, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they if they give it to Sasha Banks potentially. But I'm leaning more towards uh, Bianca Belair winning and continuing her reign as champion. I I really think there's more you can build uh, with Bianca Belair as the as the women's champion, um, and Sasha will be just fine. I mean, she does not need to be champion to be over. Um, We've got Edge taking on Seth Rollins, and this will be an intriguing match. I think uh, this will be a fun match to watch. I think both of them are, are going to do very well in the ring. And uh, to me, I think Seth Rollins probably ends up winning, um, but 
this might be a good time for Edge to get a win as well. He hasn't, you know, he lost at WrestleMania. He ended up losing, you know, with shenanigans at um, the Money in the Bank. So it might be a good opportunity for him to get a win. I'm leaning about probably 60% that it's going to be Seth Rollins winning it, winning this match. Again, wouldn't be surprised if Edge ends up winning as well, and maybe they continue to feud on. Not sure what the plans are for Edge beyond uh, SummerSlam. We've got Sheamus uh, taking on Damian Priest for the United States title. This is going to be... Uh, this could be, a, I think, one of the first title defenses that Sheamus has had uh, since he won the United States title um, at WrestleMania. I expect Damian Priest to win. I think uh, he's he's at a point where it's time to, uh, for him to take the next step and win, win, win a title. Um, I think he's got a pretty good future ahead of him. I think he's perfect time for them to pull the trigger and give him uh, United States title reign. So I, I pick, uh, I think Damian Priest ends up winning that match. And then we finish up with Roman Reigns taking on John Cena. This has been a fun feud to watch. Um, last night they went at it with each other and, you know, Roman Reigns is bringing up Nikki Bella. John Cena's bringing up Dean Ambrose on WWE television. It was fun to watch. I think ultimately Roman Reigns ends up winning the match. Um, I, I fully expect Roman Reigns is going to be universal champion going into next year's WrestleMania. Um, and there's all sorts of rumors that we could see the rock taking on Roman Reigns, uh, potentially in that WrestleMania. We'll see what happens, but I do fully expect, uh, Roman Reigns goes over here. Could there be some shenanigans? Possibly. Um, you know, they've, they have that the the whole Finn Balor thing where John Cena basically took Finn Balor's shot. Could Finn Balor come in and interfere? Possibly. That might be fun because then that could lead potentially to Finn Balor feuding with Cena. Um, I don't know how much longer Cena sticks around after SummerSlam. I know he's I know he's doing house shows. I know he's doing dark matches on Raw, um, but. Um, I do think he uh, Roman Reigns gets the win here. I'd love to see a Finn Balor uh, maybe interference here so we could get a Balor-Cena feud um, in the future. I just don't know if Cena sticks around much longer after that. Um, so that's my SummerSlam predictions. Um, there might be some more matches added to the card uh, Monday and uh, Friday night this week. We don't have an Intercontinental title match. Uh, Nakamura won that last night on SmackDown, which I think was the right call. He uh, he he has been really hot as of late with the King Nakamura, Nakamura gimmick. We don't have a Raw Women's title. Or wait, I'm sorry. We do have a Raw Women's title match. For some reason, I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, uh, we don't have a Raw. Uh, uh, we don't have a women's. Uh, tag team title match on the card and we don't have a raw tag team title match on the card so could we potentially see those added in? I'm not entirely sure could we see the Randy Orton taking on Riddle after the events on Monday night that could also be a potential so anyway those are my predictions for SummerSlam um, this week hope everybody has a great week 
I will be back next weekend at some point. Could be Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon. Um, But I will definitely have an episode sometime posted next weekend. Until then, hope everybody has a great week and tune in next week again for the Chris Carpenter Show.